the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good af- uh, good morning. Excuse me. Good morning, everyone. Right now, it is 11.06. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always uh, listen online at our website, DePietro.com. It is day two. We are coming to you from our nation's capital, J.D. and D.C., or Juan goes to Washington, either one. But it is, uh, by the way, it's, a, it's another just beautiful Thursday here in our nation's capital. We're uh, high atop the Fox News building. We're going to have uh, various guests between now and, and 2 o'clock. And, um, and folks, the, the, the feeling, as, as you've heard, as we kick things off on, on day two, and it, it's just so important to uh, recognize and realize how much uh, the battle at the border, how it's going on, how that the Biden administration has basically just, we are operating with an open border. I mean, there's, there's just no other way to look at it. And anyone that says that that is not the case is not being realistic right now. Um, and you're hearing it time and time again. I'll tell you, it's also another indication of just Rhode Island, Massachusetts are outliers. Rhode Island and Massachusetts are outliers. You know, these other states do not allow, do not allow the sanctuary cities that we allow in a place like Especially the city of Providence. It's really, you know, we, we could argue it's it's actually a sanctuary state, right? I mean, that's that's really what's what's happening. That's really what's what's going on. And and I think, folks, th- this is, and especially in a place like Rhode Island, where you know, Congressman Cicilline, Langevin is is really just asleep at the switch. It's it's more of Someone like Congressman Cicilline, who is truly just leading the charge for more open borders and more lawlessness um, and and single-handedly doing all they can to try to erode the way of life for for us. And it's it's really all about, and, and they can try to, deny that this but but folks as, as we know and I've said on the program many times this, this is all about this is all about votes this is all about votes so right now it's 1108 now we will cover some of the other news of the day <laughs> this business of tomorrow is the deadline with the mandates and you know Governor McKee who went ahead Governor McKee, who went ahead and is is supporting these mandates, we'll see tomorrow. And we, by the way, I will be back. Juan will return tomorrow, but tomorrow's decision day. Tomorrow is decision day as far as what is going to happen. And when people show up to work, whether or not they're going to be shown the door, they're going to be allowed under some provision to hold on to their job. But as we kick things off on day two, Juan goes to Washington, J.D. and D.C. Folks, this portion of our program, and actually uh, our lead sponsor in this is R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie. Call him today, 
R.E. Coogan and Heating. Now, emergency service. I've already told the story. Sunday night, Sunday was a nice day. I started to grill in the late afternoon. I had on the uh, the Brady game against the Rams. And all of a sudden, we, we realized our hot water burner boiler had, had kicked, which just happens. And I'll bet there are people listening. I mean, where we were fortunate is sometimes I, I've heard stories of people that they're out of town and, and, you know, they flood the basement. Now, in our situation, I had a, a pan set up. But anyhow, so we had an emergency. So who did I call? Did I try to fix it? No, I called R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, 24-hour emergency service, 401-732-6562. He showed up personally the next day and replaced our hot water heater. Suddenly, one could then take a hot shower again and for the dishwasher and so forth. Folks, called them. I invited him into my home. I didn't try to fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today. They're also on Facebook. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Folks, to me, it's all about, I'll be honest, it's all about emergency service, right? Who can you call when the game's on the line? R.E. Coogan Heating. Gas uh, boiler, oil burner, hot water boiler, whether it also be for for heat, keep you cool in the summertime and warm in the wintertime, R.E. Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Now, folks, again, um, I did post on the website some of the video from yesterday. And don't forget to Petro.com. Uh, we have so many uh, good sponsors there, such as the Centerdale Revival Comfort Food Cocktails. Check them out. Winner of three Rhode Island Monthly Awards. Best of, it's the Centerdale Revival. Shane, they run a great operation, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. So before we have our um, guests coming up, and again, you, you can visit the website. Folks, it, it's interesting. That I, I want to just comment on a couple things that are in the news, such as, you know, yesterday the uh, the Boston Globe had a story. Gee, why is why is crime at an all time high? Why is crime? Why are there so much murders? Why are there so many violent crimes in uh, in Rhode Island in the city of Providence? Nationwide? Gee, I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that they let so many of those criminals out of prison because of quote because of COVID. And what you're really hearing, and I was just folks, obviously uh, last night by the way there was a big reception and got to interact with so many of the sheriffs and the different guests that we had on yesterday but you know the border patrol i i've um i've been doing this for for a while and i i've never heard the disgust which i i heard yesterday which is um it it was really remarkable just how disgusted men that i respect and their feeling on how DHS, Biden administration, how they have really let down the American people. How they've let us down. How they are operating a, an open border. Um, I like the, uh, the comment, you know, there was the Trump agenda, but then there's the Biden plan. And the Biden plan is to let as many in as possible. And folks, you know...
I, I also, and I've mentioned this, uh, and again, good after, good, good morning, excuse me. At 11.13, it's Juan, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. They're, they're never leaving, right? Like, let, let's just be clear about that part. They're, they're never leaving. And, I mean, if anything, um, the plan is just as we had feared, which is to supplement the vote. I mean, that's, they can pretend it's about something else, but that's, that's what it's really all about. And as much as they get very upset if you talk about that, they get, they get very upset if you mention the fact that that's what it's about. But as I've said, you know, we've seen in the past, I think the, the best example of that is, and it was Cicilline that just started doing it in Providence. And that is, he doesn't need to listen to you or me because it, the basic attitude is we're just going to, we're going to replace those voters, right? I mean, that's, that's what it's really about. We're just going to replace those voters. And this is why you see the absolute onslaught at, at the border. And as much as this is hold their feet to the fire, and it is about the battle at the border. Um, I think one of the areas, folks, one of the, the biggest jokes is when they talk about the growing Latino population in Rhode Island that really came out in the census where, you know, last time around, they convinced 40,000 illegals to fill out the census. By the way, they did pay them all. They did, you know, pay them. But just the fact that the state was more than willing to bring them in just to, you know, we need bodies. We need people to live here. We need bodies. We need, you know, people that we can show that are living here. And that as a result of that, Cicilline and Landry got to hold on to their seats. So you're going to hear more about it. Um, and also, by the way, this is a huge day in D.C. because the Biden agenda, th- this is it. If they don't come to some kind of deal, which I hope they don't, on this spending, um, his, the whole reason he's in office, his biggest piece of legislation is what's happening today. And so we're going we're gonna to follow that as well. Folks, um, good morning again. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen, you can always listen online at the website, which is dePietro.com. We are coming to you from D.C., and this portion of the program is brought to you by The CBD Store. You can find them on Facebook, located 1845 Post Road in Warwick, The CBD Store. And especially if you are a new customer there, you're going to receive 20% off. Look for them online. They're located right off of 95, The CBD Store, right across from Airport Plaza. Michael and his family, folks, they are so knowledgeable. Pop in and see them. And again, you can find them on Facebook. Now, I want you to just pop in, especially anyone that is listening to me right now. If you can hear my voice at 1117 on this Thursday. And anyone that maybe you're dealing with stress, and it is a stressful time. Anxiety. A lot of people are anxious with everything that's happening. 
You know, sleep is something that has always sometimes been a challenge for one, simply because of many times, uh, as I've told many of you, when I'm out and I am, uh, you know, doing like Facebook and uh, you're, you're wired from being out late. And then so I, um, I spoke to Michael and he said, I have exactly what you want, which is the Delta 8 gummies. And folks, you get a beautiful, restful sleep. Also, maybe you're dealing with different pain or seizure. The CBD store, 1845 Post Road Warwick. Again, look for them on Facebook. And on top of that, uh, you're going to receive 20% off your first purchase at the CBD store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. Well, folks, again, good morning. It's John DePietro. I want to, again, refer you to the website. I don't have to tell you this Sunday night is the biggest NFL, biggest NFL, um, yeah, I understand that. Um, uh, folks, and again, we are on, on a radio row here, and people sometimes are just uh, ridiculous about not realizing there are people around them that are broadcasting. And so we're going we're gonna to do our best to um, try to keep it down, but or, or try to... Hopefully, we will uh, cut down on some of that sound. But uh, the biggest NFL just regular season game ever is this Sunday night. I don't have to tell you. It's Brady Belichick. Q Adele, as Beth Tadell writes in the Boston Globe. Uh, a great place to watch it will be with Dana and company at End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, they have karaoke on Friday and Saturday night. And they also have food and, and um, they have so many different big TVs. They also have, if you want to just go in and watch regular games, they also have the uh, the ticket. It's stop it and see them. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop in and, uh, and see them. And again, that'll be a tremendous place to watch the game coming up this Sunday night. Uh, what an, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. I mean, the hype on it doesn't even do it justice. And um, it's really um, remarkable, the amount of hype. But watch it. The end zone, 960 Menden Road, Cumberland, with Dana and crew. Would they um, be a great place to watch the game? Um, and there's a direct link if you want directions right at the website, depetro.com. So, folks, again, it is um, day two. We are on what they call Radio Row. So it's actually unrelated to this, but it's a huge day in Washington, as I mentioned, for the Biden agenda and whether or not this is going to be uh, it's going to pass. As many of you know, there is an unbelievable civil war that is happening right now within the Biden administration and also between them and the progressives. So you have the moderates basically fighting with the the moderates fighting with the progressives and the progressives are very much against um trying to you know get this passed and so the his whole presidency really is riding today on whether or not they can get that legislation passed so right now so we'll monitor that as well but i think big story is just with what's happening locally as far as tomorrow is a major day 
And I, I you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I know there is a rally planned in the afternoon outside the state house, and they're calling it the the Freedom Rally. And tomorrow, a lot of frontline workers are going to report for work, and they're going to find out uh, whether or not they they have a job. And I know that you know many of them, and many of you that are listening, are also anxious to find out exactly what's going to happen. So uh, it, it's an unknown, and Governor McKee is going to have to you know deal with some of the fallout. We do know that the shortage right now, Rhode Island, is the second highest in the country as far as staffing shortage. And I don't know where that's going to land. It is an unknown. And I don't know what's going to happen with, you know, tomorrow is a big day because we get to find out whether or not if many of the, you know, these um, these vaccine mandates whether or not they're actually going to be enforced or were they just trying to frighten people um, or they're just trying to frighten people or they were trying to frighten them into getting the vaccine and that's going to be the the biggest question that uh, then and I don't know the answer to it I mean it's it's a huge game of chicken that's going to play out and I know that Governor McKee didn't like it phrased that way but that's what's really going to play out tomorrow and and I think a lot of the frontline workers they're not going to know until they show up for work on exactly whether or not it's going to be able to um, whether are they going to be sent home or are they going to try to work with them for a while that is the the unknown that's going to play out for tomorrow and you know, as you already know, the excuse me, the the delays at the emergency rooms, folks. Already, it's bad, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Now, I also want to just approach. You can hear there are some people that talk a little louder than others. We are um, have a number of different uh, hosts from different parts of the country that are here. I tend to talk in just a normal tone. Some people are former DJs and tend to talk in very exaggerated, loud voices. And so if you hear some chatter in the background, um, it just happens a little bit when you're on what they call like the, um, a radio row. So, um, and I admit, folks, it would be, I'm just thinking out loud, it would be better if if they kind of moved people around so you're not, Two people aren't next to each other, but you know we'll we'll just kind of go with it. Um, this was not an easy uh, endeavor for them to put together, obviously uh, because of COVID and trying to do it with the restrictions, and we're outside because of it, and so it's um it's just it's it's a little uh, this is a challenging broadcast for them to try to put together. So, folks, again, it is um it is Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Janie's Power Wash. Call him today, 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. Janie's Power Wash. Now, you can also find him on Facebook and then the website 
is jamiespowerwash.com. Now, as many of you um, know, folks, we are hearing more and more that, you know, people are going to spend more time outside. You want to spend more time outside. Never mind this time of year. It is so uh, beautiful outside. So why not make sure that your deck and outside property looks the best it can? You want Jamie's Power Wash. Call him today, 401 837 4545. And he came out to my home. And folks, he's professional. He is prompt. He did a tremendous job. Jamie's Power Wash, Jay Freitas Construction. Call him today. Now, he also, you've heard me mention, he does handyman services, Mr. Fix It, professional power washing, deck staining. Jamie's Power Wash, 401 837 4545. 401 837 4545. For Jamie's Power Wash. Well, folks, again, good morning. It's John DePietro. We're coming to you day two from our nation's capital. We're in D.C. And this is what they call the hold their feet to the fire. This is, folks, we have, and so the different guests you're going to hear, uh, it, it's all about that. It is absolutely all about that. And I, I don't, we're one of those states. I mean, obviously, listen, Texas is really on the front lines, right? I mean, Texas is truly on the front lines in dealing with this. But I don't know um, where this is going to go because over the next three years, I mean, they're just going to try to have more and more people coming into the country. Now, later today, this afternoon at 2 o'clock, Governor McKee, the Rhode Island Department of Health, they're going to have their COVID briefing. I, I mean, I think that's when we're going to learn more. Because now you have the firefighters protesting. You have the frontline workers protesting. And that's when the... Um, I, I'm anxious to hear what the governor says tomorrow. Because already the, the, the shortage, work shortage um, of individuals. And by the way, folks, it's everywhere. I mean, around here, now this is in D.C., it's like, good luck trying to, there are places that used to be open later, and now they can't be open because they don't have the staff. I also saw, and we posted on petro.com, Alley's Donuts is going to have to close for a while. Now, he's never recovered from when he went out of his way to poke his finger in the eye of police and military. So, now, we also, I'm seeing news on Channel 10, former Bridge Authority chairman, Dave Darlington, first Republican to enter Rhode Island governor's race. Now, I know Dave. We'll uh, touch base when I get back. He was at the um, the Rhode Island Turnpike Bridge Authority. Um, he also was, um, he ran Jim Bennett's campaign in 2002 for governor. I don't know if he ran the 1998 Bennett treasurer campaign, but he ran the Bennett governor's race. Dave then... Um, I, I am surprised at this because I don't think he's ever sought office before, but I know him. We'll definitely have him on it at some point. And, um, and so we'll definitely um, have him on. But that is the first Republican. Now, I, it's an unknown, and I don't know uh, just how that's, how that's uh, going to uh, play. So now um, here he is. Better late than never. So 
I thought we had an 11. Well, anyhow, I thought we said 1120, but you may be at 1140. Folks, joining us right now uh, from fear is our friend Ira Melman. And uh, Ira, I apologize. You know, it's tough with the, the different guests for some reason. But um, you are the spokesperson for fear. Welcome to the broadcast, Ira. And I want to commend you. This this is a, a tremendous gathering in D.C. and not one that that's has been easy to pull off because of COVID. No, it really hasn't. We had to change locations a couple of times, but I think we got a good spot here. Very um, good. You got a nice view of Union Station, the Capitol, and some good guests to talk to. Yes. So, Ira, um, I just want to um, recap, but um, as far as, you know, this has never been uh, more important, as you know. Uh, it's, it's really incredible what has been happening uh, with this Biden administration. It, it is. I, you, for the first time, you have an administration whose intent is to wreck the immigration policy of the United States. You know, one of the, this is not an ineptitude what is going on. This is a deliberate policy to sabotage the border enforcement and immigration enforcement of the United States. If you look at everything they have done from the day they took office, all indications are that this is not as I said, malfeasance. This is a deliberate policy on their part because this achieves long-term political objectives for the president and, and his party. And, and uh, folks, and um, again, we'll speak with Ira Melman of FEAR. And Ira, I, I think what is also um, incredible is just the focus on the border. And people got to see up close, you know, that footage of the Border Patrol on the horses and the Haitians trying to go across and hearing the president of the United States criticizing them, DHS criticizing them. Um, it was great insight for me simply because because of this conference, I've had the opportunity to speak with Border Patrol. Um, there was so much misinformation put out about that. And it's um, it, it was very distressing to hear how they were allowing the false narrative regarding, you know, they were whipping them with the horse. That's not what it was. We've had some of the agents explain, you know, that's a way to make sure that the horse doesn't go and trample anyone. Um, but it, it is incredible that we got to see that. And a lot of people got to see that firsthand. Right. Even the photographer who took that photo said that the guy wasn't whipping the, no. the migrant. Uh, you know, that it was just the way that the horse was turning at that time and how he was trying to keep the horse under control. And everybody knows this from the president on down. But, you know, why waste a good opportunity to, opportunity to throw throw your border patrol under the bus. I mean, you, you have a president who has put these border patrol officers and other immigration enforcement officers in an impossible situation. They've given them an impossible task. They've undermined them at every turn. Uh, morale is already low. And the, the president took this opportunity uh, to make a scapegoat out of a perfectly innocent uh, immigration officer who was just doing his job. Uh, a difficult job, but he was doing it. Yes. Folks, again, we'll speak with Ira Melman uh, from FEAR. And Ira, think of what has just happened. It's it's hard to really even put, wrap your, your head around what has happened just since January 20th when, uh, you know, very close to here, President Biden took the oath of office, came in. And without question, Ira, this has been a concerted effort 
basically to have an open border. It, it has. You, you, know, you, you can look at all the president's policies, and they've been complete failures. This one has actually been a success in a perverse kind of way. Yes. Uh, you know, he set out to wreck the immigration policy of the United States, to end enforcement of our borders, uh, to create mass flows of illegal immigration, and he has probably succeeded beyond his wildest dreams. Uh, unfortunately, it is the country that is going to pay the price for this, uh, not to mention the migrants themselves. I mean, you look at the conditions that those people are coming in, uh, your heart has to go out to them. It is a humanitarian crisis, but it is also a national security crisis, a public health crisis in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, in the aftermath of the debacle in Afghanistan, the Department of Defense and intelligence agencies are warning that we are at heightened risk for another terrorist attack. Now, when you have a country that is controlled by a terrorist organization providing them support and an open border along our southern border, that is a really bad combination. And, you know, we, we don't we all hope and pray that it doesn't happen. But it is a risk that this administration is taking in pursuit of a policy that doesn't seem to have much public support to begin with. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. We are in our nation's capital. It is their hold their feet to the fire. Uh, with me is Ira Melman of uh, Fear. of uh, and, and Ira, I also want to touch on, you know, President Trump was very good, I think, not only as a deterrent, but really laying out and kind of taking the Band-Aid off and showing people how various people can manipulate the system. And what we're really also seeing is the failure. It's hard to believe they've gone back to, and if you would be so good as to explain it, but the catch and release. Right. Uh, you know, for years we were told that, well, there's nothing you can do about illegal immigration. And then you had four years in which we actually did something. It wasn't perfect. There were, you know, there was still illegal immigration, but it was manageable. It was under control, which is about the best you can hope for. Uh, and, you know, we successfully deterred people from coming. When President Biden came into office, he said, we're going back to the previous policies. Uh, if you come into the United States illegally, rather than being returned to Mexico, uh, you're going to be allowed to wait in the United States while you pursue some frivolous asylum claim. In most cases, the people never even show up. So the word got out that if you got your two feet on U.S. soil, uh, you would be temporarily detained by the Border Patrol, and then you would be released, given a court date, and now they're not even giving them court dates, they're just mm. releasing them. Wow. Uh, but you'd be given a court date, you know, show up in 2024 or 2025 for a hearing, which of course served as an inducement. You know, the, you, the migrants understand what the situation is. Uh, all they want to do is get into the United States, and if the president is saying we're going to release you, well, we see the results. Folks, again, we're coming to you from our nation's capital. Ira, I also thought, and, and it's incredible how, you know, it's like what you, you don't know what you don't know. And as someone that has covered this, and I've interviewed so many guests, and I, I was taken kind of aback when Pete Ducey of Fox, and I give him a lot of credit, he was at that White House press briefing, and he's speaking with Jen Psaki, and he highlighted a loophole that I think that the coyotes and the cartels help people exploit, and that is... You know, you think of what it's like to travel, right? If you and I want to go to a foreign country, you have to show a passport. You know, they go through all the everything else. So, but Pete Ducey of Fox, to his credit, opened up the fact that if you're a woman and you're at our southern border, if you quote, if you, and I'm going to say, if you claim that you are pregnant... We basically are using the honor system and saying, you know, it was it was highlighted that there's no pregnancy test given. And I thought that was a great point of 
Why would we be trusting someone with the honor system? Now, he tried to flip it. Jen Psaki tried to flip it on P2C of Fox saying, are you saying that pregnant women are a problem? That, that, that's not the point. If, if, if you and I are trying to, we're underage, we're trying to get into a nightclub. And I say, listen, when you get up to the door. That hasn't been a problem for me for a while. All right, but anyhow. <laughs> and I say, listen, just tell them you know Fred. Then you just, like, that's the way. I'm trying to help you get into the country. I have 10 women. Everyone's paying me. And I say, listen, when you get up there, just say you're pregnant. If you're not challenged. It's an automatic way in, right? It's right. like don't do not pass go. You 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 just immediately collect. They don't give you a test. For the life of me, why would we have an honor system on something like that instead of oh, I'm sorry, are you pregnant? Then you need to go to the medical tent and take a pregnancy test and let's determine that. But he illustrated and brought forth a mechanism which is basically using the honor system in order to enter our country. Right. I, I mean, there are many, many get-out-of-jail-free cards yes. that they've essentially been handed. Same thing uh, with children. Same Traveling thing with children. With small children. Uh, e- even the, the political asylum system. You know, if you come in and you say, I am being persecuted, I want political asylum in this country, uh, in most cases, you're going to get released, even if you have no valid claim. And, and the administration last month made that even easier by saying, uh, you don't have to wait to see an immigration judge to determine whether you have a valid claim to pursue. You can ha- talk to a uh, USCIS, uh, Citizenship and Immigration Services Officer, uh, and, and, you know, establish that you have credible fear, which is the, the first step. So, you know, whether it is, you know, claim pregnancies where you may not be uh, pregnant, right. bringing in children who may not be your Yours, children, yes, uh, claiming political asylum when you have no valid claim, we, huh. we have made it clear in so many ways yes. that there, were, there are ways to beat the system. All you have to do is tell a, a small lie and you're in. Yeah. And Ira, uh, during the Trump presidency, I mean, to me, that was a concerted effort. Not only was he a deterrent, his policies, his posture were a deterrent. People from other countries, people knew he meant business. You didn't see this type of flood at the border that it's it's almost like just a bum rush, open bar. Uh, if you can get in, you're in. Um, it, it's hard to believe of how much progress was made. The last time we were able to be here in D.C. was 2019. Uh, the president was cruising along, looked like he was going to be on his way to, to re-election before COVID hit and everything else. But my point is, he he did have us on the right path to cut down on illegal immigration. He, he did. He yeah. ex- he exercised the uh, the idea of deterrence, which yes. is the, the most effective it form of, of law enforcement. Right. You know, um, if you're driving along on the highway to 80 miles an hour and you yeah. see somebody else being pulled over for speeding, what do you do? You slow you, down. You take your foot off That's the gas. That's right. Yes. Uh, you hear about your neighbor being audited by the IRS. Yep. You double check your tax returns. Uh, we, I mean, we can't stop illegal immigration. Right. You know, it's never going to be zero. There's no law made by man or God that has 100% compliance, but you can send a very clear message that there is, you know, you, you have very significantly diminished chances of beating the system. Yep. And that convinces people not to make the trip. I mean, it's a dangerous trip. It, yes. it is an expensive trip. It is. And if you're not really, really confident that you're going to make it in, you're not going to take the trouble. And the fewer people coming across, the more effective our resources can be put to use. That's right. The Border Patrol, all, these, all the things that we have at hand are much more effective when you you don't have 200,000 people coming across that border and being apprehended each month. Ira, what did you think when you saw the 15,000, 18,000 
Haitians that were just under that bridge in Texas using it for shade. I mean, it was it was rough to watch. But what was your thought as someone I consider you're an expert in this? What was your thought when you saw that? Well, you know, first of all, as a human being, just seeing that many people in such squalid conditions on U.S. soil. Yep. I, it, you know, it's an, embar- it's an embarrassment for the country that they're not people who are fleeing Haiti. Right. Uh, these were people who had been out of Haiti for years yes. living in Central and South America. That's right. And the Biden administration sent signals that now it's time to, you know, leave Brazil, leave Chile. Uh, you can do even better in the United States. So, you know, we keep hearing about how these people were refugees and about how there was just a political upheaval and assassination of the president in Haiti, the earthquake, uh, the flooding. Yes, all of those were true, but they were not true of the people who are coming across the border because yeah. they haven't been in Haiti in years. Hmm. Folks, again, it's John DePietro. We're broadcasting from our nation's capital. It's the Hold Their Feet to the Fire. We're on Radio Row with Ira Millman, who is uh, so knowledgeable, from fear that puts this on, uh, puts people, experts from all over the country uh, in with radio hosts like this so we can educate the, the public on this. Ira, also, what, what was your thought as you were then watching that footage of the border patrol and then the way the president the vice president dhs basically just threw them under the bus and then were you know saying uh condemning them for it now they've taken horses out of action these are professionals that were trained they did exactly as they were trained they were uh they, they you know no one was hit no one was hurt no one was beaten no one was shot they were basically just their message to those Haitians trying to cross was, no, go back, stay in Mexico. You're not coming across. My job as a Border Patrol agent is to keep you from coming over that border on their horses. They was through the river. They had to do it. They did it successfully. But here you had, you know, when we were last here two years ago, I was fortunate enough to be on the South Lawn of the White House as 100 sheriffs were with President Trump. And it was just such a clear message that the president of the United States had their back. And I think at tough times that, you know, you call upon that, right, that you have that support from that from the Oval Office. Boy, this was the polar opposite of what we saw just this month. It, it was. It, it was a law enforcement officer doing his job That's and right. doing it professionally. Yes. He wasn't violating any rules of his department. He was doing his job professionally. Uh, and, you know, the, I guess that was his sin in the eyes of the administration that he was actually doing the job he's being paid to do. Uh, because this administration clearly does not want them to do to do that job. And, you know, you, you saw the media seize on this because it it. You know, even though they know it's a lie. I mean, they knew, uh, you know, within hours that the Border Patrol officer wasn't whipping anyone. He was just trying to control his horse. Right. Uh, but that didn't stop them. It, no. it was a graphic photo. Yes. And they could use that to promote a political viewpoint. And look, I mean, the media are also part of the problem. Uh, you know, we, we seem to lack any kind of objective media in this country. You have various news organizations presenting small slices of the truth that... that that suit their needs and suit their interests. But as we all know, a half-truth is a whole lie. What, how much do you think this may have impact uh, as an issue next year in the midterms? It's going to have a big issue, a big um, impact, because it is 
It's an issue that the American public is very concerned about. If you look at the president's ratings, not only are they down generally, but when it comes to immigration policy, they're just so far underwater. Um, you know, he's probably getting the bends down there. Uh, there is no public support for this. It is a radical policy being driven by a radical wing of his party uh, that the American public want no part of. So th this is going to be, if you look at the issues that are greatest concern to the American public, immigration is right back up there near to the top. Yep. And Ira, it's not our imagination. I mean, since you've been doing this and, and uh, been affiliated with, with FAIR, has it ever been as bad as it is right now? No. no. Uh, you know, there have been some rough years under President Obama, President Bush even. Yep. Uh, but never has there been such open hostility yeah. to the enforcement of our laws. Um, you know, the, if you go back just to 2013 when the Gang of Eight bill was on the floor, yep. you had Chuck Schumer, who's now the majority leader of the Senate. He was standing up there in the well of the Senate saying, my bill is going to be the toughest border enforcement bill ever in the history of the country. Wow. We have to enforce our immigration laws. Oh. And here we are, you know, eight years later, and the, the whole concept of enforcement is anathema to the Democratic leadership. So it isn't just, I mean, they were probably lying to us back then, but at yeah. least they felt the need to lie to us. Yes. And, and Ira, I just want to go off on that. It, it certainly seems, and here's the, what people have to understand, the, the far progressives, and obviously, you know, some people can identify, but like an AOC and so forth. Their policy really is that of open borders. Yes. It really is. I mean, in the past, you know, you had Schumer, different Democrats saying we need to reform our earth. But at this point, would you say, would you say it's fair to say the Democrat position really has morphed into that of the, the progressive policy of abolish police, defund the police, and a big part of that is open borders. Yeah, they I, really believe that. Yeah, I think the empirical evidence suggests that the answer is absolutely yes, yes. Uh, that this is their position. I, you know, I'm not sure that a lot of Democrats are comfortable with it, but they seem to be scared to death of yep. the AOC wing of the party, the yes. Bernie Sanders wing of the party. Uh, and so they're going along. I, I bet if you got them in a private moment off the record, they would tell you they, they're not so comfortable with it either. Yep. And it's not our imagination. Under President Trump, the wall was being built. Walls are deterrence. The situation was getting more manageable. That's what I've heard from the sheriffs and the Border Patrol. Uh, as much as, you know, some of the, the Democrats and others may knock him, but during the Trump years, we we were getting a handle on the border. It was more manageable. There was a strong message. Do not attempt to come here. Don't come here. They were fearful of him. And, Ira, it's, it's hard to argue otherwise that no matter what Biden-Harris or DHS says— Right now, the message is, is listen, it, you know, it's very clear just on the sheer numbers. Right. That I, if you get in, no one's going to be turned away. Right. They're not listening to what Kamala Harris is saying. They're watching what the Biden yes. administration is doing. And yep. that is what is influencing them. And, yeah, look, I mean, President Trump, you know, there, there were ups and downs. Uh, there were new challenges. Every time he would institute one policy, they'd find a way around it. And he had yep. to co kind of stick his fingers in the deck. But, um, you know, at least there was a concerted effort. Uh, there was, certainly was a sense on the part of people that the United States' immigration laws actually meant something.
Once President Biden came into office, all bets were up. Uh, it was clear to people, in spite of what, you know, whatever pronouncements they might make about not coming, uh, that it is the time to come. Yeah. Well, Ira, again, uh, people need to be active in some ways. I think all of this uh, type of the Biden uh, plan, I like the way that was explained. President Trump had an agenda. This is the Biden plan. Let's open up. We're going to have open borders. We're going to, and I don't care what anyone says. I've seen it firsthand. Our Congressman, David Cicilline, he basically, I saw, was the first one in, in our area, up in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, to decide, you know what, I don't need to listen to these middle class, working class families complaining. I'm going to replace them. Right? Like 100 votes is 100 votes. Guess what? I'm going to get 100 people in here who are never going to challenge me, who will always vote for me. Uh, you know, there are people who we vote for so-and-so because it gave, you know, the uncle a job or it gave someone in the family or did the family a favor. Hey, there's nothing better than because of that person, they let us into the country. They protect us. We live here illegally. If I have to sign something and they use my vote, then, then so be it. But no one will convince me, Ira, that these people that were coming in, if they were going to vote Republican or if they thought of potentially they'd be Trump voters, they would they would shut off the spigot in two seconds. Sure. And, yeah. and look, I mean, you could probably make a case for, you know, if, if all the people were coming in were Republicans, you'd probably have the Republicans supporting <laughs> open borders. Uh, Good but, point. But, but the fact is, you know, we we cannot have open borders. No. And it should not be a partisan issue. Right. Uh, we, we should not be opening up borders so that we can favor one party or another. Uh, it, that is not the way to run, run a country. You're right. Uh, uh, unfortunately, that's the way we seem to run this one. Yeah. Ira, great to see you, my friend. Excellent organization. Thank so you for being here. Keep up the good work. Folks, there is Ira Melman of Fear right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, again, uh, we're coming to you from our nation's capital, D.C. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. I want to also um, remind you, if you're listening right now, and it's it's a uh, there's still so much of the season left as far as taking care of your property. Pop in and see our friends, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They have had a tremendous season. Fall is in the air. They're ready. Homegrown mums kale, outstanding mums from four inch, twelve inch pots, ten inch, twelve inch hangers, twelve inch patio pots, six to nine inch kale assorted colors, four to six inch. Ornamental peppers, pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins, fall decorations, so much more. This is the best time to uh, plant trees and shrubs. Less watering is needed. Stop it and see them. Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, as always, visit our website, depetro.com. And don't forget, depetro.com is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, a Rhode Island tradition since 1977. They are just the greatest. They're open seven days a week. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Biggest bar in Rhode Island. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. So right now, it is 11.52. And again, folks, it's the John DePietro Show. We're with you until 2 o'clock. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, coming up next hour, we will be doing Facebook Live. And also, Brandon Judd is going to join me. Brandon is in charge of all the Border Patrol agents. So I've interviewed him in the past. The guy is just fantastic. And what they have been uh, under, those Border Patrol agents, folks, and they are dedicated. They are tough as nails. Last night, we had a chance to have a reception with the sheriffs and the Border Patrol. And uh, I'll tell you, they are 
so fired up. And I also want to find out his thought. I'm looking at right now. You know, Fox News broke it this morning. Panama officials are warning 60,000 Haitian migrants are heading to the United States. Folks, the onslaught invasion is on. Now, I also want you to understand, these are 60,000 people from Haiti. But they're not in Haiti. They're not in Haiti. They're in Panama. Why are they leaving Panama to come to the United States? You know why? Well, look at the illegal Guatemalan-Mexico passageway because of Biden-Harris. Think about that. Because of Biden-Harris. We're not talking 1,000. We're not talking 2,000. 60,000 Haitians that right now are in Panama are headed towards the United States. And right, what there's nothing that leads me to believe that anything or any effort is going to be made to stop them. Now, I also just want to check some of the other stories going on. Behind the scenes, the governor's office has been trying to hard head off these oversight hearings on the ILO contract. Uh, the Governor McKean met privately. Both overseas chairs discussed as they decide whether to hold one. Rhode Island lawmakers to call oversight after a brand new consulting firm wins $5 million. That They should have a holding uh, hearing on that. They should absolutely have a hearing on that without question about, and, and I know I'm kind of hopping around a little bit, but, but that situation regarding uh, Governor McKee and his friends getting that contract that needs to be vetted you know we are six months in on the mckee administration and and already it is just such an i i know a guy type of situation folks i also want to point your attention there's a great story in the boston globe tom brady is returning to gillette cue the adele song Wedding planner Manny Contner likened the anticipating stress associated with Brady's return to the angst more typically felt by the divorced parents to the bride and groom. Our friend Beth Tidell wrote the piece, Tom Brady. Um, it's really, really well written, and uh, she's brilliant. We've had her on the program. I think I'm going to have her on again, but it's in uh, this morning's edition of the Boston Globe. So also, folks, uh, Lauren... Um, Hobart was here uh, earlier. We had a chance to speak with her. If you go to the website, you can see that we were with uh, Marjorie uh, Taylor Green yesterday, who is, uh, she is such a star in, in Washington. She is not afraid to mix it up and um, go at it with, uh, you know, AOC or whoever. And it is um, it is really really remarkable. As a as a matter of fact, I'm I'm checking. There's a a trade magazine called Talkers, and they actually today have uh, the photo of me and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, MGT as she's known. And I'll tell you, she is so likable. She is so likable. So I'm gonna find out about whether or not we may um, bring her to Rhode Island for a fundraiser. We really hit it off. Folks, she is the biggest critic of biggest critic of uh, Congressman David Cicilline. And she is really likable. Um, like a lot of people. I wasn't sure. I'd never met her before. And she is very, very impressive. Now, the press really 
goes after her. But um, she is terrific. So that's a nice photo. I look very tired in the photo. Maybe Jeff can check stalkers, but... 14th annual, hold their feet to the fire. They have that. And then there's a nice picture of um, John DePietro, WNRI, with U.S. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, I mean, she looks refreshed and ready. Juan looks very tired. But, folks, I was tired. We have really have been uh, going pretty uh, strong and fast. Um, and so, but anyhow, that is funny that then that, that's the photo that they're running. My goodness, the bags under the eyes of Juan. I need to do something about that when I get when I get back. Um, but anyhow, folks, again, now next hour, we have some great guests coming up. Again, it is the John DePietro Show. We are coming to you from our nation's capital. Next uh, next hour, where you're going to have um, John and Beth Ladd, the cattle ranchers. We're also going to have but Brandon Judd. The guy is fearless. He is one of the um, he, he is the man when it comes to the Border border Patrol. So Brandon Judd is going to um, join us next hour. And I'm really looking forward to that. Again, it's a beautiful day in D.C. I want to make mention of that. Uh, the weather is terrific. And uh, it's much warmer here, actually, than it was last night, folks. So they had a reception, outdoor reception, um, at, at a rooftop. And it's in the same building. Right now, it's... Uh, perfect. I'm seeing it's a little warmer. I'm seeing Rhode Island at 61 degrees. Right now it's it's 70 degrees in D.C. Uh, really ideal. It's going to be sunshine all day. But they had a nice um, reception right in the building that has Fox News and C-SPAN. And uh, it's an incredible shot of the Capitol and um, really, really uh, terrific getting a chance to speak with some different people. And uh, especially we're with Sheriff Tom Hodson and and some of the others and the sheriffs and the Border Patrol that have gotten known over the years. And it's uh, really been terrific. And I'll tell you, folks, it is not lost on them the condition right now that the state continues to fall into with um, the onslaught of the illegals. So here's what we're going to do. Right now it's 1159. Good morning. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We are going to break for the 12 o'clock news. Uh, we have two more hours to go. Again, it's JD in D.C. or Juan goes to Washington. It's the John DePietro Show. We are in our nation's capital. I can see the capital from where I am. And uh, two more hours to go. Some very interesting guests ahead. Next hour, we uh, will be doing the Facebook Live so you can watch it. Again, I want to thank the great Jeff Gamach. We could not do this broadcast without Jeff, who is just so instrumental to the program. So, folks, it's John DePietro on this Thursday. We are going to break for the 12 o'clock news Two more big hours to go right here. Stay with us on the John DePietro Show.